day and I'm always glad when I am graced with your beautiful presence. Yay, yay, yay. I am just loving today. Mother like where you are. When I went outside, oh my God. Looks like I'm spinning my wheels. How is the weather where you are? Is it beautiful outside? It is beautiful. It was upwards of 81 degrees here in the beautiful Augusta, Georgia, hometown of the late godfather of soul. I had my top Look down. You well. I had I had my top okay. down. I'm enjoying it whenever I can. Let that top down. Did let, you let your hair blow in the wind? You know, look, can't, can't you see? Can't you tell? It, it it blew so far. I got to go back and find it. I love it. I love it. Well, here in North Carolina, it's just as beautiful, but I'm so excited about today's guest. I know this season, it's all about the men, and so we wanna jump right into it. I'm very excited for this next person we have. Uh, you know who he is, his name is TM Hyman. I've met him several times, and before I you know, throw it over to you, I just wanna say one thing that I really admire about this person is his work ethics. He's, and, and the fun side as well, because you know some people can be very professional, and they wanna get to the point, but they're just like that all the time. But he's got like that chill funness. So make some noise. Give it up for T. How you doing? How you doing? What up? What up? It's that balance, stars. It's that balance. If you if how do you, you keep that hard, balance? If you work hard. You gotta you gotta know how to play hard. I know how to play just as hard. Yeah. But how do you keep it? Like if you play too much and then it's like you miss out on work. Does that yeah. ever happen? Um, you know, uh, it has happened. I think now I probably still work more than I, I play uh, as a, a 100% uh, entrepreneur, right? Running my business full time since leaving corporate. But uh, I still try to have a little fun. It's important. I love it. We, I love we, it. We, we had a little fun after working recently uh, <laughs> in, in Florida, right? Yes. Tina, Stars Tina has an extremely wild <laughs> side, folks. Extremely <laughs> Why? We were hugging trees, PJ. Hugging trees. Hugging trees. Uh, that 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 might bring back some PTSD for PJ <laughs> back in my basic training time where we were hugging really? the trees, talking to trees, and 
doing all kind of ungodly things. I'd never hugged a tree in my life. Un, under under the auspices <laughs> of being trained to be a soldier. Man. TM, TM, I want to tell you why we came up with this season just for men. Last season, as you know, my show is about mind, body, and soul awakening, traumas and tragedies. So last season, we went over all the traumas and tragedies that I went through in my life. Veronica was co-hosting with me. PJ came on for a season. I don't remember why he came on, but she said our energy was so good, we should do something together. And then she was saying how men really don't get the opportunity to speak and share. So that's how this was built and I'm gonna throw it over to PJ to uh, <laughs> take over, me. go for it. Thank, Thank you both you. for having me. Thank you so much. Well, once again, welcome TM Hyman, America's favorite mentor Thank you, to sir. the Mind, Body and Soul Awakening Show. I'm gonna jump right into it Let's because do it. we don't get enough time. I want to start out, let our audience know from the age of five to becoming America's favorite mentor, the road in the path of T.M. Hyman, from five to America's greatest mentor. From the age of five? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What, what, do you, what do you want to know? That, that's a long road for me. Well, what exactly well, do you want to know? We want to just get us a quick synopsis of, of who you are. Uh, we're going to talk about a topic that's not often talked about men, more readily talked about women, yeah. and that's imposter syndrome. Yeah. And so as we talk about that, sort of just bring the audience up to date so they can have some context as we talk as two men about this thing called imposter syndrome. Man, imposter syndrome, that is uh, something that I know uh, very, very well. I think like a lot of uh, individuals, they may not acknowledge it right but it's something that i i, I certainly know um a whole lot about you know age of five that, that 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 takes me back really really far um i have lived up and down the east coast i've had the pleasure of uh of, of traveling and i think when i think of around five i could have been relocating from maybe pensacola florida back to virginia um, my parents was in the military. And so, you know, I bounced around a, a couple places. Um, Virginia ultimately is a primary location for me, but I lived up north, all the way up north, um, as, as far as Rhode Island, uh, Maine, Maine, very close to Rhode Island. And I've lived uh, very far down south as far as Tampa, Florida, Pensacola, Florida. Um, but from, I think, traveling, um, a whole lot, uh, Pastor Jeff. I typically was the only uh, kid who looked like me, right? So think of Bath, Maine. Think of Pensacola, Florida, right? When when, um, when I think of those younger years, um, I can think of being in classes where, um, again, I was the only black kid. And the good thing is um, I, I had a deep connection with my family, right? Lots of, I had a lot of cousins. We were, we were a whole gang all by ourselves. My mom is one of nine kids. My mom is a twin, right? And so uh, I think, you know, when I was young, I could remember up, up being 35 of us at one point. 
right? So, I mean, yeah, we, we were a gang. But from five until, you know, I think, um, when I think of five, I think elementary school, starting elementary school, grammar school. Um, I was a, a kid with a big old curly afro and I, I talked proper. I talked proper. Again, I lived in Bath, Maine. I lived in Pensacola, Florida, and then I went back to uh, Virginia, right? And so when you think of the transition, um, not only did I, you know, talk proper and, you know, have big curly hair, I didn't always look like my, my, my friends, right? My parents were working parents, but a lot of times, the interesting thing about what I can remember as a kid, Pastor Jeff, is mm -hmm. living somewhere but going to school somewhere else right i i, I lived and with, with my parents but my mother worked so okay. we dropped off at our grandparents house to go to school get picked up in the evening right so i would play with a group of kids during the daytime that i went to school with but it would be a different group of kids that i went home to in the evening Right. So it, it was the best of both worlds for me. Um, and, and I think I've experienced the best of both worlds uh, a lot. Right. I've, I've had two sets of parents most of my life. My mother and father was not married. Right. Okay. So my mother had a wife. My mother had a husband. My father had a wife. So I would literally um, as a kid. Right. And I'm thinking as early as five, way before then. But I would go spend the weekend with my dad. They, they had rotating weekends. Right. And so um, having two sets of families, um, I think for me, is resonating in my mind as I reflect back on five years old up until now, because it, it provided me a, a tremendous amount of support and reinforcement. Right. Two two families. Okay. Um, you know, grandfather, grandmother over here, grandfather, grandmother over here. Although I never knew my father's father, mm -hmm. um, he passed away before I was even born. Um, okay. so my grandmother is all I knew, but but I've been educated about my grandfather. Um, but, you know, mentorship is the thing that resonates the most for me um, as the oldest kid. Right. I, I had to be a mentor, but I also remember having very um, open, honest conversations with my grandfather and my uncles when I was younger. I could ask questions. Right. That, you know, and, and they would tell me when I've gone too far with okay. my questions. I was curious, George. I was curious. George. Listen, if you would allow me to ask, I'm going to mm -hmm. ask. And if you give me the answer, great. And if you don't, great probably go ask somebody else right well that's but, a good thing yeah as, as as you talk about questions our audience may be wondering well pjt and what in the world is imposter syndrome so let me give a definition and mm. i want to come back while we're giving this definition i want you to think about perhaps your first incident of imposter syndrome whether you knew what it was or not oh absolutely the definition of imposter syndrome is it's also known as imposter phenomenon or imposterism, 
It's a psychological pattern in which individuals doubt, they doubt their own abilities, their own skills, and their accomplishments, despite the evidence otherwise, despite their, their, their true competence and their true success. Yes. Those who are affected with imposter syndrome often feel like they are frauds and they don't truly deserve the achievements and the recognition that they've earned. They attribute their accomplishments to luck, to timing, or others' help, or something else other than acknowledging that it is who they are. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us the first time you dealt with imposter syndrome, whether you knew what it was or not? Yeah, you know, I, I, I literally just reflected on this talking to somebody. They thought it was funny that I could remember this. But, you know, awareness is very important to me and I'm very aware um, uh, of things. Listen, I got punched in my eye when I was about I, I had to be I had to be seven. I had to be seven years old when I got punched dead in my eye by Keith Combo. I still remember his name. It's funny how we do that, isn't it? When I said that, they cracked up laughing. Like, how do you remember? You never forget somebody who punches you square in the eye. And, and listen, I, I remember running home. I remember running home, pulling on my grandmother's back screen door, trying to get in the house, crying up a storm, crying up a storm coming from the bus stop. You don't, you don't be crying after you just got punched in the face. Come, come. No, no. Listen. That's the wrong answer. Wrong answer. He was, he was much taller than me, right? Um, he was a bully. I had just been bullied. Right. I was about seven. He was probably about 12. But uh, no, go back out there. Right. This and is grandma. This is grandma. This is grandma. Go back out there. Right. And and pull yourself together. Right. I, I don't care like what you do, how you do it, but you're not going to come run in here and hide. That was my first dose of imposter syndrome and getting like getting confronted with the fact that you, you might not feel like you can. But, oh, yeah, you can. You're not going to be running and hiding. That was my first real experience with imposter syndrome, bro. And, and I and, and I remember it today because. I never ran, never cried again, again, right? Um, sometimes we're afraid to face, right, Th those big rocks, right? It looks like Goliath, right? We feel like David, right? But but we got to be able to, to face the giant in the midst um, because, yes, we can, even when we feel like we can't. I, I know it a whole lot, and I've experienced it. Uh, many, many times since then in, in career and in relationships. Right. Um, but but I've learned how to talk myself through a lot of times that fear, Pastor Jeff. 
okay. right? Knowing that fear only lasts 90 seconds, right? But it takes us out probably in the first 5, 10, 20 seconds. And so, Absolutely. yeah. And, and the positive self-talk. Oh, yes, we can. Like the little, little, little train that could, you know. Yep. Think I can. I think I can. <laughs> and no, TM, you said something that, that folks laughed. And from a psychological perspective, what really happened is something that's called a C, a S-A-E, significant emotion event. And as you talked about being punched in the eye, the, the, the C, that significant Keep combo, emotion, brother. Yeah, yeah. The, the significant emotional event is embedded in your unconscious mind. And you'll take that to your grave with you. I remember Brent Jackson, yes. <laughs> the first person, third grade, third grade, first, first <laughs> fight I had. But you remember that because it becomes so significant that it's implanted. You'll forget other people's names and places, but you remember those. Can you tell, share with us the first time that you made a major accomplishment, but that imposter syndrome set in and you attributed it to something else other than your ability and your own competence? Hmm. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm sure, I can't think of anything significant um, that that stands out, but I'm sure um, it's been a few things. Um, I, I don't, I don't take a lot of pride in um, recognizing or needing to be recognized for things that's done. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't need it um, necessarily. And, and often I'm trying to really learn how to pause and at least reflect on things a little bit more. Um, for me, Pastor Jeff, it's it's a it's a team effort. It's we, it's us, it's our. I program my mind to think like that. Again, I'm the oldest of six kids, right? So, you know, even though I'm very independent, um, it, it's it's always a we thing. It's always a, a us thing, right? Because I promote teamwork. But, you know, I, I'm trying to reach back um, I try to give myself credit. I try to pat myself on the back, celebrate the small wins when necessary, but n nothing significant, um, you know, stands out for me. Uh, accomplishments. Yes, I've accomplished a lot. Um, but let's talk about it. Can, can, can you, can you name a few of those accomplishments? Because you didn't just get to be America's favorite mentor. Yeah, no, you absolutely. didn't just get to be a sound engineer. You didn't just get to be uh, a executive in corporate America. You didn't yeah. just get to be uh, many other things that you have accomplished just because you were the oldest of six. Yeah, you know, I, I'll tell you something, man. I grew up understanding that um, you have to be that thing. Right. That if you can see it, you can achieve it, but you have to like fake it till you make it. Right. Um, you know, th there's a passage that says uh, something like um, speak those things. That. Are as though they were or that were as though they are. Right. I mean, so you, you know, where I'm going with that. I know exactly where you talk that scripture. Right. So for me, I, I've always. So my parents were entrepreneurs, both of my parents, both of them. 
and 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 being entrepreneurs, they were leaders. So th there was just some entrepreneurial DNA, right, pumping through my blood, in my opinion. Some things that just came uh, very naturally for me that other people had to really um, work hard, study hard in order to acquire. Like Pastor Jeff, like I probably could have gone to through my entire uh, educational career on scholarships, but I never studied and still was on honor roll throughout my entire educational experience, it was easy for me to process information. I knew I was going to be in business, right? I knew I was going to own some stuff. I didn't know when, didn't know how, but I just kind of knew I had a vision of those things. And I sacrificed a lot that um, my peers and kids probably didn't have to when I was younger, right? I mean, when it comes to working, I started working when I was 12. Okay. I had a paper route at 12 years old. I was collecting $200 every two weeks at 12 years old. So the idea of, of making money, my parents were serious about helping me to understand that early, right? Work ethic. And I heard Tina speak of, thank you so much for the kind words about work ethic. It's interesting to hear people talk about my work ethic because it's just the thing. Right. It's just what now, we now therein, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to interrupt you here because they're in as we talk about imposter syndrome as as men and men don't often talk about it. We hear women talk about it more. What what I'm hearing from you, TM, is that you have had a lot of accomplishments and the audience doesn't realize uh, because they don't know you like we know you and we don't know you like your brothers or your sisters. I know you, but we do know that you have had a lot of what we would call major accomplishment. But what I'm hearing is you haven't named really a lot of those accomplishments I've named. them, And it's almost as though I did them, but there's no big thing. I did them, no big thing. And I'll tell you, that's exactly how I feel. It truly is. Very much. And for that, because you know I dive in that that but I'm, I'm straight, I'm straight with it, is everybody can't not study and still make the honor roll. Every, everybody Fact. can't be successful as an entrepreneur. Let's just be honest with it. Every, everybody doesn't have what it takes to 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 and be I'm successful. listen, I'm still I'm still working on it, right? I mean, I'm right. still evolving that and specifically doing it like for the first time. What is this? This is October 22nd. Um I'm in the I'm in my 10th month, my 10th month. I'm not new to business. Right. right. But I'm in my 10th month of running my business full time for the first time ever in my life. I've always had a job that funded right all of my ideas and I've always worked. And, you know, last year I drew a line in the sand and was like, listen, th th there's a window of opportunity available I'm getting older. And if I don't just like bet on myself, Pastor Jeff, if I don't draw a line in the sand and, and, and go for it right now, I'll never do it. I'll never do it. Right. I mean, I can always go back to work. But am I really willing right now to take a 100 percent risk bet on myself? I did. And it was the best thing I could have ever done in my life. I've been having the time of my life this year, Pastor Jeff. Share with us the level of excess that you had before.
before 10 months ago, let's, let's go back uh, a, a year ago yeah. when you were in corporate, what was your position in corporate? Yeah, I mean, I was the uh, strat. <laughs> I was the senior strategy manager. Wait a minute, uh, senior strategy manager. St strategy um, at Cox Communications at a national level. Um, I managed uh, multiple locations inside and outside of the U.S. And that Approx was me. How many people? Uh, oh, we thirteen locations. You're talking thousands. Okay, Th See, thousands of people. I'm gonna pause you there for a moment. You said that as though anybody could do it. As if yeah, I've been just, doing it for a long yeah, time. Yeah, real casual. Yeah, I just <laughs> international Cox strategy yeah. manager, yeah. thousands of people internationally. No, no, no big deal. This is a part of what we call imposter syndrome because it is a big deal. And well, you know, look, well, I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I'll say this. It's a big deal if we allow positions and titles um, to drive who we are. It, it's not that it's not important to me because I'm far from having imposter syndrome. What I don't do is I don't allow positions and roles um, to make me important. My role, my position doesn't really dictate who I am. And so I, I, I am around a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who lead with, I am doctor, who lead with, I am senior manager. I am director of, listen, when I, when I entered the room, most of the time, Pastor Jeff, in my capacity, people had no idea who I was because I didn't look like what they thought I should look like. So for me, I, 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 I breeze past a lot of stuff because I'm still doing a lot of stuff, right? I, I don't, I don't really, I hear a lot of people talk about the past. I'm not one of those people because I'm focused on the future. And so, you know, for me, um, I don't sit and talk about what I do a lot because I'm actually doing it, but I do understand, right? Um, you know, when people have a hard time articulating um, that it could appear a certain way, but I'm just not moved by positions and roles, you know? I, um, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I understand that. What, what I'm getting at is that when we're asked to write our own bio, see, I understand this because, because I, I, I've dealt with imposter syndrome and I didn't realize what all I had accomplished because I was too busy at what's the next thing I want to accomplish. So whatever was in the past was the past. I didn't think about it. And I'm looking forward. However, that is who you are. Everybody can't manage thousands of people. Everybody, you just, you recently worked with Dr. Jeannie Snyder in Atlanta in sound engineering. Everybody can't do sound engineering. Well, I DJ, right? So, 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 so listen, I was hired to DJ, but because I went to the Art Institute of Atlanta and I'm also an audio video producer, I can rent, I can hook up a whole concert hall. Past that? That's what I'm talking about, TM. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm talking about. See, you went, you went to the DJ where you actually went to school to become an audio video sound engineer. Yeah. 
So, yeah. so the DJing is kind of like a hobby. The well, the DJing came, it was my first real job. And that came out of studying at Norfolk State University, uh, MassCom, right? I mean, I, I, it's, it's just been an interesting trajectory. And, and I think you're making me think about this path. And I'll tell you, mm -hmm. um, a lot of people do. I meet a lot of people who I've hired, who I've fired, who I've worked with, right? And they always have a story. People always have stories. And often they're reminding me mm -hmm. of, of things that have happened along the way because it's been, just been so many things. I got a question for you. If you were listing a bio, if, if you had to give us a 60-second bio of, of who T.M. Hyman is, what he's accomplished, excuse me, of what he's accomplished, what would that 60-second bio be? A 60-second bio. Well, T.M. Hyman, America's favorite mentor. Listen, I have attended Norfolk State University, University of South Florida, right? I mean, my first job literally, right, was radio. But I thought I was going to be a doctor, Pastor Jeff, up until the age of 19 years old. I literally registered for a surgical assistant program, Eastern Virginia Medical School. Dr. L.D. Britt changed my life, right? Dr. L.D. Britt told me I needed to come observe two surgeries. Observing those two surgeries helped me to understand that my trajectory was not in medicine. <laughs> Right. It was because of Dr. L.D. Britt and many mentors like Dr. L.D. Britt and my grandfather, man, who has inspired me to be where I am and who I am today. Right. That, that, that's TM in, in, a, in a fast forward nutshell. Tim, I got about 10 minutes, I think, before we close this interview out. I want you to speak to other men today who have minimized their accomplishments. Other men who are still dealing with imposter syndrome and may or may not know exactly what the medical definition of it is. What would you say to help those men to recognize that they have the competence, that they have the skills, they have the social proof, and that they need to own up to it? You know, it all starts in our mind. It, it, it all starts in our mind at the end of the day. Um, when I think about society and, and, and where we are right now as a society, um, we need more hope than ever. We need more kindness than ever, right? More forgiveness, more love than ever. And it starts within ourselves. Um, I think for, for men, and if I can go further, right, and, and say black men, right, men who look like us specifically, we have to start with forgiveness, right? A lot of us have tons of traumas that we're trying to navigate through, right? And so negative emotions, limiting beliefs, self-sabotage, imposter syndrome, we're all dealing with it. Opening up these kind of conversations, Pastor Jeff, is extremely important. Um, so thank you, one, uh, for, for being intentional about everything you do in this space. Thank you, Tina. But listen, let's start with forgiveness. Forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for the past, right? Because we can't change it. But there's four things you have total control over. What you think, what you say, how you act, and how you feel. You have total control over that. But it starts with forgiveness. Um, it starts with surrounding yourself with people who celebrate you. 
not just tolerate you, right? P- people who want to see you do better. Th- that's where it starts, right? Because proximity is everything. And for me, exposure makes a heck of a difference. When you're in proximity of people who care about you, right? And, and you can get that exposure to new things, it, it brings about that shift, right? And it brings about new opportunities. Tim Hyman, you are also a minister in your own right. You are a NLP practitioner, yes, sir. timeline therapy, neuro-linguistic programming, the NLP. As we share and you think about not only black men, but black women, what would you say to that woman whose significant other or whose husband is still plagued with imposter syndrome? How can she assist him? Love him, first and foremost. Communicate, um, affirm him. Um, we, we, we must affirm one another. I think there's a very interesting uh, clash of the titans that's happening right now uh, in, in America and I think around the world uh, amongst the genders, right? Clash of the titans. It starts with communication. It starts with communication. We, we got to be able to talk it out. Right. If we can't talk it out first, we're doomed. And I think, you know, Clubhouse is a very interesting place. I'm listening. Like I get up two o'clock, one o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. And people are having the most interesting discussions about relationships. And I'll tell you something, Pastor Jeff, I'm learning a lot through listening to these discussions about relationships. I'm learning more about compromise, listening to other people. I'm like, okay, maybe I wasn't as compromising as I could have been in previous relationships, right? Um, Courageous. Maybe I didn't address some things that I should have addressed in, in those previous relationships, right? And so I think it starts with communication, compromising, but being courageous enough to address the things that don't always feel good, but I, I respect you and love you more because it didn't feel good, but you confronted me with it. Don't be afraid to confront him, but do it in a loving way, right? Now you speak spoke of love, and let's let's just be honest with it. A lot of people use that word, mm-hmm. and it has, I mean, a myriad of, of definitions to the person that's using it. You talked about being courageous and communicating. How important is it, TM, for that wife, for that significant other to not only affirm her man, but to build him in reiterating his accomplishments so that he hears them and he recognizes them? As you and I both know, those who deal with imposter syndrome almost bury the accomplishments because they've minimized them. So mm-hmm. how important is it for her to not let him bury every accomplishment? You know, it's extremely important. I, I am working through a client situation right now, um, literally started last week. And there was a couple of things he he called out in his own situation, his uh, his language, his negative self-talk, the negative self-talk. And so how you can determine if there's women or even men who may not even know 
if you're trying to determine if you have this syndrome, if you talk negatively to yourself, you, you probably suffer a little bit from the syndrome. If your significant other talks negatively, right? And now th this is something I've never done in my life. And, and I struggle with hearing people do it. I've never called myself dumb. Mm. I've never called myself stupid. Like I, I've never. And I've heard people call themselves dumb and stupid. It stops me in my tracks. It, it stops me. I will stop what I'm doing. I stop in my tracks. And I did that recently with a client. He stopped me in my tracks. And he's like, you know what? I'm glad you did that because my wife tells me all the time that she that, that I really bother her with how I speak about myself because she doesn't feel that way about me. I, I challenge us with one another, but women, I challenge you with your significant other. Write the words down. When you hear words that bother you, that come out of his mouth, write the words down, put on a sticky note, put on a wall. See, you have to bring things to people's attention. When I heard my clients say, uh, I I'm just the I'm just the dumb old yada yada. I was like, because <laughs> see, I'm about to leave quietly from this meeting until you get your language together, because there's nothing that we can do here right now. Right. Right. Because you about to work the hell out of me. And, and I don't even know. It, it starts with language. It starts with how you talk to yourself. Right. And that negative self-talk, man, it tells a whole lot about where we are and, and how we're feeling. And, and if anyone ever, even as a child, please don't you know where it comes from? It comes from people calling us dumb and stupid. Yes. Yes. And thank God I've never called myself dumb or stupid because I've never been surrounded by adults who use that language with me as a kid. And so that's where it starts. Adults who refer to themselves that way were children who people referred to that way. Oh, it's deep. TM, from, from an NLP perspective, help the man and the woman come out of their conscious to fix this in the unconscious. I, I know we only have a few minutes left, but, but as quick as you can, help them to understand the importance of what they're putting in their unconscious mind so that it manifests in the conscious. What words, what words matter? Neuro-linguistics, neuro, it's the mind, it's the brain, linguistics, the words that we use and how our mind and our brain processes those words, right? And so, you know, negative emotions, the feelings, our subconscious mind harbors our motivation our motivation and our hesitation. It, it, it's all, and it comes from the same place, right? Because our unconscious is supposed to protect us. That, that's what it does. So it puts you on pause. And so when it comes to how we're processing, right? Negative emotions unconsciously, uh, the negative aspects of our unconscious mind, right? It's about how, how we're feeling, what kind of behaviors Right. We are picking up based on how we're feeling. We got to be able to check ourselves emotionally. Why, why am I feeling like this? Where does this come from? What's the root cause? Because 10 percent is the situation. 90 percent is how we respond in every situation. 10 percent is the situation. 90 percent is how we respond 
to the situation in every circumstance. Okay. Why is that? Because we have total control over what we think, how we feel, what we say and how we act. Right. Total control. So every circumstance is really smaller than than what we blow it up to be based on how we respond. Right. And so when you're feeling these negative emotions that's calling causing you to spiral out of control, pause, breathe, four, seven, eight, four, seven, eight. Breathe in four. Hold it. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Blow it out. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Tina and I just did a tag team on some leaders, right? At a healthcare organization. Four, seven, eight. We did four sets. I think a couple of them wanted to go to sleep afterwards, Tina. Very relaxing. That is how you can get yourself together really quickly, Pastor Jeff. You know, checking yourself, doing the deep breathing exercises, and then asking yourself, why why am I feeling this way? Because, my friends, what typically happens, what we are reacting to in this moment right now, it typically isn't what we're responding to. When we go out of control, we're triggered, we're upset. We're upset with the behavior but it's really the root cause of something from from the past. Mm-hmm. Damn, we got, we got a couple more minutes. We'll have to turn it back over to Tina. I want to ask you this question here. Someone's listening, male or female, that says, "Wow, that 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 resonates with me. I would love to find out more from." T.M. Hyman, America's yes. favorite mentor from T.M. Hyman, the neuro-linguistic programming timeline therapy, mindless coach. How could they get a contact with T.M. Hyman? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, one, I see a link that is strolling. They can certainly click uh, the link tree, T.M. Hyman um, at link tree. All of the links are there. You can visit LOD Weekly, which is the Leadership On Demand uh, newsletter. A uh, very uh, dynamic group of leaders come together every Sunday. Leadership On Demand Clubhouse. Um, man, with today we were there six o'clock and eleven o'clock. It's been a great day. Um, you can also visit uh, tmhyman.com, uh, but I think the link tree has everything right there. So link tree uh, four slash tmhyman. And um, thank you so much. Pastor right. Devin, like Ty too, brother. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. This is the last question. Last last question. And, and this is one of my more casual ties because I know TM Timon is a <laughs> casual guy. Yeah, I knew you was coming. I, I didn't get one of my, my, my more uh, uh, Tom Ford type or designer ties for you. Look, that man that's listening to this broadcast, this TV program, put on by Stars Tina, hosted by PJ, that is in the middle of imposter syndrome, never heard of imposter syndrome, doesn't know what it is. Help him understand his symptoms and why he needs to be helped. And then I'm going to pass it over to Stars Tina. I want to say thank you ahead of time for allowing PJ to interview you and take some of your precious moments that you won't get back. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate you. And thanks for staying um, st- staying flexible with me, Pastor Jeff. We have to schedule this a couple times, but thanks for staying committed. Um, and thank you both for having me on. L- listen, if you are really trying to figure out if 
imposter syndrome applies to you, um, if you find yourself always thinking that everyone else can do it, but you can't, right? If, if there's been something burning on your heart and, and for some reason you can't execute it because you don't think you're good enough, right? You don't think you have enough, right? You, you don't think you're smart enough. You have imposter syndrome. You have imposter syndrome. And, and it starts with acknowledging that if, if I can do it, you can do it. If he can do it, you can do it. If she can do it, you can do it. But the question is, do you believe it? Right. Faith without work is dead. Uh, Habakkuk 2, 2 says, write the vision, make it plain so that others can run with it. You got to start writing what it is that you want to do. Write it down. Things that we write down, we're 47, 49 percent more likely to make it happen just because we write it down. Write the vision, make it plain. If I can do it, you can do it. Because this is what I believe. With Christ, there's nothing. Nothing. There's nothing that's impossible. Yeah, Mom, and thank you so very much. And I will say this as I turn it over to Stars Tina. The fact that a person is dealing with imposter syndrome, the professionals have declared and established that you are not an imposter. <laughs> that's good news. The fact that you deal with it, the fact that you are plagued with it means that it's just a different mindset that you need to have. You need to have a mind shift into the right mindset because you're anything but an imposter. With that again, T.M. Hyman, thank you very much. We hope to bring you back again. And I'm going to give this over 27 seconds over to Stars Tina. So, T.M., there's so many things I want to say. But first of all, it seems like the more I get to know you, the more I'm super impressed. And it's very hard to impress me. I want to thank you for sharing your stories from when you were five years old, your work ethics. And uh, I'm not going to keep you on here because I know you got to go, but I want you to give me your thoughts because you've known me from day one. My book's coming out in less yes. than a week. Yes. Super excited. And I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. And, you know, in my mind, you're, you're one of my coaches. <laughs> I remember when we had a conversation months ago when you were like, Tina, you have to stretch. And if you guys didn't know, TM is the one who's responsible for the sneakers drive that was, you know, that I did for Nigeria. Uh, because I kind of got scared, Pastor Jeff, if you can believe that. And I closed my mouth and I'm like, no one's going to know. And he's like, Tina, why aren't you talking up? And I was like, Shut. talk about it. Talk about it. <laughs> and he just, you know, he just, I had that imposter syndrome going. So, TM, tell me if you see a difference from then to now in Stars Tina. I'm just oh curious. Oh, my gosh. Then you can go. Absolutely. You, you, you absolutely um, not, not only have stretched yourself, you're stretching others, right? Um, Congratulations on the book. Um, Tina pulled the book out and, and actually showed me, I think, that book that she has in her hand. It's, it travels with her everywhere. I met that book in Florida, <laughs> in Gainesville, Florida. And uh, I'm going to say that. I keep making changes every day. I'm like, more, more. <laughs> I was very impressed. It, it looks good. Um, and I can't wait to get my copy. You, not only have you uh, stretched again. You are um, you are wiser. We can hear it, right? I think you are more poised. We can see it, right? And 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 you're very intentional. You know, the one thing that that I and you talk about being impressed, but the one thing that I am impressed is how 
comfortably, it, you may not feel comfortable, but how comfortable you are living out loud. I'm totally impressed <laughs> by that. Everyone does not have, just like Pastor Jeff was like, everyone, you know, can't manage thousands of people. And, you know, everyone hasn't done. I believe that it, it, all of us, everyone can't dress like Pastor Jeff. <laughs> See, everybody got something <laughs> about them, right? I mean, everybody. Yeah, when we first started, every day he's like, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? I'm like, dude, it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Right. And so I'm I'm totally impressed at how you live your life out loud. You're extremely positive. I think you're inspiring people along the way. And and, and Tina, you know, the the whole living life out loud piece um, speaks to confidence. And, you know, there's a ton of confidence uh, that you have. And I think it's a beacon of light for women. Right. For women who struggle with confidence. And so you living your life out loud, I think, is helping. And you haven't even touched the tip of the iceberg yet. So, yes, yes. And yes to your growth. And um, and I don't think we've seen anything yet. And you've hooked up with this GQ dude right here. So I don't know, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, we have so many ideas brewing for next year. All right, I said that was the last question, but now last one. What can we expect from TM next year? Can you share at least one thing? Because I know you got a lot going. Uh, Listen, so this past January, I launched, I signed a Roku development deal. Roku has been waiting on content the entire year. Dude, we got to talk. I got some other stuff to tell you, too, about the Roku and Apple and all that stuff. So I so. I've had all of that stuff set up all year. They've been waiting and it's because I've had other stuff going. I'm producing a podcast for, uh, you know, a group of, of, of multimillionaires right now that's leading into a television production. Um, I am working on some other television stuff right now because I am a producer, folks, and I do live in Atlanta. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and so I've been having some stuff going on. Listen, I just created my own TM Hyman chat bot. The chat bot, listen, it has blown my mind because I don't know what a chat bot is. What, well, it, what is it? You chat literally bot? go. So right now, when you go to websites, when you go to Walmart, right, they're processing orders through the chat bot. Um, you can ask me questions about mindset and leadership in real time. And I'm talking back to you as my chat bot. I've trained. The bot. Listen, if we don't embrace innovation yeah. and creativity. Right. To drive our businesses and to get more time back and increase revenue, we're going to become dinosaurs. We got to embrace it. Hug AI like this, y'all. Just hug it. <laughs> Let's hug it. <laughs> oh my God. Tim, you got to go. I got so many questions, but I know you got to get out of here. I know you got to get out. Who do you look up to? Who is your mentor? Last one, Who I promise. Who is my mentor? Man, I have, I have so many. I have so many. Um, Glenn Lundy, hands down, has been um, one of the biggest mentors. But but I'll tell you right now, um, I'm in real estate heavy. I'm trying to get my real estate game up. And there's no two people that I show up for in the morning to hear what they have to say outside of Glenn than O'Neill Parker and Byron Holman, Business Over Breakfast. Those are my 
little big brothers who <laughs> I mean, listen, they schooling the hell out of us right now. Yes, they are. <laughs> Look, I, I've, I've been in this game since 1996. Got a pretty, a pretty decent portfolio. I ain't got to worry about nothing else. They schooling they, us. They I'm here it. for it. They, they drop it. I'm here for it. So, yes. <laughs> O'Neal Parker and Byron Holman, I look up to those brothers right now. Keep doing what y'all doing. Absolutely. I love it. All right. I could be here all day. I hope to see you December 16th in Florida. In my mind, I sent you that December text 16th message. 16th in Florida. You did. You talked to me about <laughs> look, that. Look, TM, TM, we've, we've got to work with her in her mind. She, this this in my mind, I called you. This in your in my mind, I did this. We got to work. unconscious mind? We got to bring that unconscious to the conscious because only folks that know this, what's going on is stars Tina. <laughs> Too funny. Yes, Orlando is going to be fire, fire December 16th. All right, Orlando we're out of here. December 16th. Send me, did you send me, you, did you send me the info or just the text? Send me in, a, in send my me mind. A, <laughs> I'm sending it right now. Yeah, I got you. Okay. <laughs> I'll wait on it. <laughs> Blessings <laughs> and peace to everyone. Look, if nobody told you today, PJ wants to be the first to tell you every last one of you having an absolutely beautiful smile. Look, if you don't believe me, find yourself a mirror. I used to say a compact mirror, but I need you to get a bigger mirror so you can see your full smile. Look, if you don't believe me, smile at yourself in the mirror. I guarantee you. <laughs> Yourself is going to smile back at you. Take that as the creator, the universe, whatever you want to call that higher power is letting you know that you are wonderfully and fearfully made. Now go out and share that smile with everyone you come in contact this week. Not because PJ said so, simply because smiles are contagious and frowns are frightening. Even though I know Halloween is coming up, there's some folks like PJ that's got PTSD. You might not want to frighten them. <laughs> You're making my cheeks hurt. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>